0: Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I am excited to be here with you this week and to continue our dialogue in growth. This week, we're going to focus on growing in our marriage, okay? So with your spouse. And I'm going to start with a couple questions here, and I really want you to think about this. When we think about growth in our relationship, do you find yourself too busy doing all the things that need to be done in the home with the children, with the projects, with work, with the laundry, all of it. Do we find ourselves so busy doing all of the things that we're not making time to really grow in our marriage? Maybe... We're too busy judging our spouse, the things that we think they're doing wrong, the mistakes they make, the things we dislike that we're really not growing in our marriage. Or maybe it is the resentments that we're building on the foundation of our relationship where our needs and wants aren't being met. Or maybe you just don't know who you are as a couple anymore, which I want to point out is really a symptom of having a disconnected marriage. We're not even having the time to connect in our relationship. What I want to share with you guys today and really anchor in for you is that your love relationship, the individual that you are married to, is and will be your biggest growth opportunity. There are so many aspects to a healthy relationship. What I want to do today is to share three aspects that will really help you allow yourself to grow in your marriage. The first thing I want to talk about, and you've heard me talk about this before on the podcast, is expectations. You guys Expectations destroy your relationship because expectations are resentments waiting to happen. Why is this? Why do you think expectations are resentments waiting to happen? Well, I'm going to share with you what I think. And it is because we are having these expectations of someone else, our spouse, and we're measuring what that person is doing or not doing based on our lens or our perspective of the world. And this measuring and judging what someone else is or isn't doing is what causes the contention and the misery in our relationships that bleeds over into our homes. When your marriage foundation is covered with resentments, this is why we hold ourselves back in our relationship. And how do we hold ourselves back? It's by not giving as much as we want to give, by not being willing to continue forward in our relationships or doing the task at hand, by measuring and tracking what it is that I do compared to what my partner does. All of that is what builds resentment in our relationship. And it stemmed from the expectations we have of others. And I'm going to drop a truth bomb right now, okay? The truth here is expecting something to happen will not make it happen. You guys hear that? Expecting something to happen will not make it happen. And this is why... If you have a spouse similar to mine, when we're living in these expectations that end up in resentments, it's you have a spouse that is continually dissatisfied with the efforts they make to the point where that spouse may even stop trying because regardless of the outcome, you are going to be upset. So what is the point? I promise you guys, I lived this in my relationship. So I'm speaking from my own experience that this dynamic goes on in relationship. So expectations don't serve us in our relationships, in our marriage, in our home. So what do we do instead? I'm going to tell you guys, make requests all day long. Whatever your needs are, whatever you think might make you happy, Ask for it. I promise you, there is no such thing as a mind reader. So we need to ask for what our needs are, what our wants are, what our desires are, while being open to the response. What do I mean by that? We ask with this openness to whatever the response is. That means there's not only one right answer. Hey, this can be so challenging, especially when you really want what you want. But if you can ask and be open to hear the words, no, I can't do that right now, and work on your willingness to be okay with that, your relationship will begin to transform. I promise you. Promise, promise, promise. Here's the other thing. Instead of expectations, exchange those for appreciation. For gratitude, I promise you, it is so challenging to be resentful when you are appreciating the person instead. It is challenging to do that. You can't actually be resentful and grateful at the same time. And so that is one of the things to do instead. Really exchange your expectations for appreciation of your partner. Try that and see what happens. Okay, here's the second thing I want to talk about, and it is called what I like to call assumed alignments. These assumed alignments break down our marriage and when no conversation has happened, we assume we're on the same page. We haven't even had an open dialogue around coming together on aligning on what we want to do or the way we want to think about it. So we don't even think the same way, you guys. And I want to give you three areas where I've seen in my own life and with those of my clients where I see this breakdown in assumed alignments. One. Is household finances okay? Some households have two people that are working and making money. Some households have one person that's earning the money and the other one that's not. And and so there's these dynamics of when someone's at home, when someone's working, the person who's earning the money is also the decider of how that money is spent. And if that works for you in your relationship, great. For many people that I know and that I've interacted with, including myself, it doesn't really work. And so the stay-at-home person has these beliefs that they don't make any money, therefore they can't spend any money. So get clear on how your household finances work for you. And I'm going to just put out here, just real quick, I'm going to plug, that it doesn't matter who is the earner of the money. Who's going to do the due job of earning the money? The money is the family. It is the household. And if someone is staying home, tending to the children and the other things managing the household, I promise you the person who'd be making the money would have to be paying someone to do those things if you weren't doing that job. So understand that the money earned is that together because we really work as a team in our relationships. I guess that could probably be a fourth aspect, you know, how to become one or work as a team. That's not one I have for you. I do think I've done a different episode on that. So you should go back and listen to that one. Just understand how we manage our money and how we look at our money as a household matters. Here's another one where assumed alignments get in raising children. Sometimes we have different ideas or objectives of what it means to be a parent and raising our children. Some of us want to order and demand, and others of us may want to rescue or save our children, right? Some of us, I think I fall into this one, really just wants to consult because I truly understand that rescuing and demanding or ordering isn't going to serve in the relationship as, as being parent. And so we can play the role of really building rapport in our relationships to where as our kids get older, they feel safe and comfortable coming to consult with us on life decisions. We also have differences in how consequences work. Is someone more hard versus soft? Like all of this are things that we need to come together to create alignment in our marriage. Here's another example where assumed alignments break down. Immediate family. What do those interactions look like? What does it look like for the holidays, for birthdays? Are we spending every weekend with our immediate family or are we like a twice a year kind of people? I don't know what it is for your your family and your dynamics, but here is another area where we might have some assumed alignments that creates... Frustration and contention in our relationships that if we work on coming together in alignment, you'll experience it differently. And that's what I want to bring you to here. When we can start having open dialogue and really collaborate in our relationships, we establish and create the alignments for our relationship. And this is the opportunity of growth in your marriage. I promise you. When we work on collaborating and creating those alignments, we discover more about each other, and we do that through perspective taking. What do I mean by this? It is one of those tools that I teach of really listening to understand your spouse and partner versus being understood. Sometimes we have to set our position, our perspective to the side, so we can really understand where someone else is coming from and asking questions to really take in their perspective. And here's the other thing when it comes to collaborating and establishing these alignments. It's looking for the win-win. What do I mean by this? It is looking for the win-win. Sometimes I talk about mini win-wins, the interim win-win, until we really can align on the bigger picture win-win. This is, we're looking for solutions that will build our relationship up where both of us are leaving the conversation, the collaboration, filling complete and whole and intact versus a win-lose or a lose-lose dynamic. Those types of solutions break down our relationship. And it's not really providing that opportunity for growth because we're tearing down the foundation of our relationship. Okay, here is item number three, and it is all around unconditional love. Unconditional love Means just that there are no conditions, there are no conditions that our spouse has to do or be in order for us to love them in our marriage. Unconditional love is really loving all aspects without conditions, it's not the when, then when husband or wife does this, then I can feel this emotional response towards them. It also involves compassion, really having sympathy for another person, even having the desire to help alleviate that suffering that person may be going through. That all comes with unconditional love. No matter what, there's nothing that can prevent that outreach of love in your relationship. Here is an aspect of really enabling unconditional love. And that's looking for positive intent, really assuming positive intent, because we can't always know what's going on for someone else. And sometimes we don't show up our best in our relationships. And if we are going there to assume negative intent, then we're choosing a disempowering meeting that is going to bring more distance and disconnect in our marriage look and assume generously with intentions, you guys. Here's something I really think that has helped me in going to positive intent with my spouse. And that is what your spouse did or didn't do is not who they are. Okay, What someone does or doesn't do is not who they are. What someone did, I promise, more often than not comes from our default human brain. We take action from a downward spiral emotion. It's going to be a default response, not from a place that's going to serve for our highest good. So we can look for a positive intent in those things. Oh, my husband or wife is really struggling in this moment. I wonder what's going on for them. Here's the truth. All of us are these spiritual beings. I like to say children of God. And that's who we are. So when we can separate the action of doing from who they are, it can really help with that unconditional love. And I'm going to offer one other thing here. When you can doubt your thoughts, your meaning, your story, and not your partner, I promise you that will serve in growing and strengthening your relationship as well. So This week, I really want you to focus on the growth in your relationship with your spouse. And what does that look like? It looks like releasing those expectations, okay? The expectations that we have and exchanging those for appreciation. It looks like creating alignment in our relationship instead of those assumed alignments that are wreaking havoc on our relationship floor. It's showing up with that unconditional love, and going into that place of positive intention of everyone's actions, what it is that they're doing, separating the doer from the spiritual being within, seeing beyond the act of doing. That is what I have for you this week, you guys. If you are enjoying what you're hearing on this podcast, I would invite you to share this with your social media. You could do a hashtag enlightened relationships. That would be awesome. You can also rate and review this podcast because that will help share this with other people. And if you are ready to take the things that you're learning on this podcast to the next level, then schedule your free consultation call with me. There is a link in the show notes, but you go out to my website, lindsaykporter.com, and there is a button to schedule a call with me to see how I can better support you and serve you in your life and in your relationships. I hope you all have a fabulous week, and I will be back next week. Who is your relationship coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. I created a virtual program called Enlightened Relationships Academy that I would like to invite you to join me in, where we address challenges, work on your goals, and together create the life and the relationships you desire. When you are ready to take what you are learning on this podcast to the next level, then come check out Enlightened Relationships Academy at lindsaykporter.com forward slash era.